All right, we are live for the first first Mike and Mario show of 2024. It's the 4th of January, and uh, I'm excited to be back, man. Looking forward to connecting. A lot of things happening in the world, but we're going to do our best to try to make sense of it all. But before we dive any deeper, Mario, how are you doing, my friend? Happy New Year to you. Oh, happy New Year to you as well, Mike. I'm doing well. Uh, yes, it's uh, started raining here, but uh, I did get 18 holes in this morning. Uh, yeah. It's still cold. I have to wear a lot of stuff and gloves, and but uh, it was fun. That's good, man. It's good. It's good. It's good. So we're back on air, man. Excited to connect, and uh, I think uh, we're going to be in for a very interesting year, um, to say the least. Um, so over here in the West, we have a whole set of issues politically, socially, and there's just so much stuff going on. We'll try to bit by bit dial into it, but. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. But then again, at the end of at the end of all this, the importance of precious metals would probably be revealed this year. You know, to where the world might see some very shocking figures and everything in between. And so, yeah, we're going to dive into that. But uh, I want to make sure I welcome everybody yeah. uh, that's tuning in on Manico sixty four as well as rethinking a dollar. Welcome, happy New Year to everybody. And uh, we're going to get to the Q and A portion towards the latter part of the live stream. So make sure you got your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, whatever topics. You guys want to touch on have those ready so we can dive in and definitely if you haven't hit this hit the thumbs up button show support for the channels and uh let's dive in man so um the debt debt global debt is a problem but then again the u.s is kind of leading the way the figures we have here i was actually you know thinking about this the ones and zeros that they're creating out of the blue uh, humanity has never seen in, in usd terms therefore the solution or Whatever they're going to try to do to keep this thing afloat will probably be radical as well. But Mario, what are your thoughts, man, on this thirty-four trillion and climbing and everything in between? Well, you know, uh, if rates were still near zero, that wouldn't be a problem. The the problem is that rates have risen quite a lot. I, I know uh, bond yields have come off in the last uh, couple of months or so, but uh, I don't think uh, you know the bear market in bonds and. Uh, the bull market in yields is over. So it's going to create a problem. And I, I, unfortunately, I think a lot of politicians are ignorant about maths, about how uh, the fiat currency system works. And, and even people on Wall Street and in the city of London, you know, they deal in money every day in the markets, but they're not aware uh, of, of uh, the nature of money. And uh, I think that's the whole problem. You know, they, they seem to think just because CP lie <laughs> has come <laughs> off a little bit that inflation's over, but it's anything but over. And, and I think that the, the chart that shows that there's a lot of trouble for the debt. And, and I know, you know, people have been talking for decades about the debt, but the interest on the debt, if you show that chart, that's yeah. going through the roof. That's worrying. If you go back, you know, all the way to, I don't know what you're over there, uh, the the left side of the chart, but it's like 20 years. It's been pretty steady there around 400 billion. It, it, it's, uh, you know, it actually went up there when uh, Jay Powell started raising rates. And I think it's one of the reasons they had to mm -hmm. uh, start doing QE again. But now yeah. it, it's totally out of control, that uh, interest, that expense. Yeah. And one of the things that really stands out is the fact that the at the rate at which this is going, it's becoming somewhat exponential in nature. 
Therefore, that's just as interest payments as a reflection of the debt that's being taken out. It just goes to show how deeply indebted our government is and there's no way out. So therefore, the casualties of this fiasco that's unfolding happen to be the holders of the fiat currency or the AKA the dollar Federal Reserve note system. And so as I went, as we were talking before we went live, I was thinking about how government love to paint uh, circumstances surrounding their agendas as a threat to national security. They'll love to say that, you know, this country, that country, this event, something here is causing it, it may. So we need to protect ourselves. It's a threat to our national security. And I'm thinking like at this current moment, you know, well beyond this point, but this year moving forward, you know, the concept of a threat to the individual's financial security will become something that I think more people will be uh, forced to to, uh, uh, to to consider. Just because at this current moment, the more that debt goes up, the greater difficulties we experience in life. Cost of living increases, inflation, as you mentioned, and all the things that come with that, ultimately the debasement of the currency lead to a diminishing of purchasing power. Therefore, it's going to be it's going to be unavoidable. It's going to be unable. You're going to be unable to hide that. And then what? So, you know, like right now, the 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 flight to safety has never been more important. In particular, this year, I think because of these numbers that we're being that we're being given. So, uh, thirty four trillion is nothing to play around with. And let me just keep moving right along. Yeah. And uh, the other uh, thing I would say, Mike, uh, go ahead. Is I was reading that article you sent me from AP mm-hmm. News, and it says here. Foreign buyers of U.S. debt like China, uh, Japan, South Korea, and European nations have already cut down on their holdings of treasury notes. A yeah. Peterson Foundation analysis states that foreign holdings of U.S. debt peaked at 49% in 2011, but mm-hmm. dropped to 30% by the end of 2022. So, you know, all those uh, milkshake uh, boys that say that the dollar, everyone wants dollars, uh-huh. I think they're wrong. And and uh, as we start 2024, uh, uh, BRICS has become 10 now, and they're, mm-hmm. they're going to try to avoid the dollar. Uh, well, they're going to only use dollars when they deal with the U.S. Right. Uh, when they deal amongst themselves, they're not going to use dollars. And that 30% is going to drop right at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have the up, up, up. <laughs> the upcoming um, treasury issuances to support this current debt load that we've already taken out. So it's going to compound even more so. And just the figures that are projected, let us know that uh, we're well beyond the uh, point of no return, because as you mentioned even before, if they try to pay it off, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a bust because that's a currency. And if it continues to grow exponentially, then also that's a, a issue with the currency as well. So being stuck in the middle is nowhere. is not a good place to be. Therefore, Gold and silver this year will probably be something that they can no longer contain spot price wise in the Eastern hemisphere or the Western hemisphere. I'm sorry. So be on the lookout for this, like like extreme volatilities where it's going to shoot up to like some new all time high of of whatever figure, then the slam down will be minimal (laughs) at best. (laughs) And the other thing like that makes me uh, pessimistic about the debt situation is that uh, neither political party uh, in the US nor in the UK, we have the same problem in the UK with the debt. Uh, mm-hmm. They have no clue how to fix this. And uh, when they did try to do something like uh, extreme back in 2022, the market punished them, you know, list trust and quartang. Mm-hmm. Uh, they try to cut, you know, uh, cut taxes or, yeah, increase spending without cutting tax 
without uh, increasing taxes in, in order to provide growth. But uh, I think we're too far down the, uh, the Ponzi scheme, so to speak. <laughs> and right. talking about Ponzi scheme, the uh, US debt clock has something interesting that we're yeah. too far down the Ponzi scheme to, to fix it. Yeah, and speaking of which, um, they've done a lot of updates. Whoever runs this has done a lot of updates. And you know, a certain image was brought to my attention. I'll uh, put it up on the screen moment momentarily, but uh, it was brought to my attention by one of the community members just because I don't have a chance to thumb through all this stuff because it's very extensive. But if you go to the top right, you click on this secret window, uh, you get this image that pops up. <laughs> <laughs> which it just says a lot how they're making it's 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 a meme in a sense but then again it's all funny games until it's not yeah but yeah clearly we've run a such a disastrous course with this monetary system that you're able to give the federal reserve a reward for the biggest ponzi scheme ever and uh it's not even over yet so uh, yeah <laughs> I, mean, uh, anyway. I mean i i'm totally convinced that you know, it's just uh, guessing the right timing. And uh, but I, I don't think I want to be, uh, you know, try to guess. I want to be out of the system as much as possible because this is not going to end well. And that's why I hold on to my gold and silver. And the other thing as well, uh, by holding gold and silver and not holding dollars or pounds or euros or Aussie dollars or whatever your currency is, you're not financing these uh, corrupt politicians on both sides of the aisle. You know, they, they try to entice you with the interest rate with the 5% uh, or four, but, but it's not worth it. In my opinion, some people, you know, they like to keep their, uh, they like to know how much their fiat money is growing by, but uh, yeah. I'll stick to uh, physical gold and silver. You know, uh, you go back to 2000. I think the average uh, annual uh, gain for uh, is like over 9% for all the major currencies uh, a year. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, and that I think plays into just the concept of investing. And so if you have financial managers or whatnot that's responsible for other people's funds, then they have to return some type of profit yeah. Uh, to their to their to their clients but when it comes to profiting or preservation that's kind of what things are coming down to and so as an individual of course we kind of know where we stand as far as what is real what's not but then again if you're a major institution i can understand how you know in order to keep your doors open in order, in order to pay your bills you got to make sure your clients are uh seeing good returns and those good returns happen to be in the very same thing that is becoming the problem the currency itself but then again it's that catch-22 like until it becomes obvious where to run for safety then things will yeah. continue on and I, I think about like argentina for example and all those other countries that experience astronomical you know um uh, uh currency situations where their debt is you know paying 40 i think it's uh, argentinian bond or something like 40 percent or something like that like you know those numbers sound good but then again you're getting paid in something that's being destroyed so yeah. <laughs> it's uh, that cycle that uh, yeah. doesn't make sense it's uh, Sorry, weird because, no, it's, it's weird because gold and silver they're they're not really investments but mm -hmm. they they act as an investment in this current fiat currency system and yeah. um unfortunately um yeah people have forgotten the uh you know the uh process of saving you know i think prior to fiat currency you could save in money and uh have enough money when you retire to live quite well but now 
everyone has to to invest in the stock market or bonds in order to keep the, their wealth to keep the you know the the debasement of the currency from impacting their wealth and, and i think uh investment is not just investing in companies stocks and bonds it's investing in yourself if you have your own business you know i think a lot of people People have forgotten about that. It's become too much of a big industry. And I think in the future, that's going to change. You know, people are going to realize that you need to invest also in yourself or your family and even with friends and that you don't have to uh, go public, you know, in the stock market to, to do well. So, yeah, that's how I see it. Uh, hopefully, like you said, you know, gold and silver will come, you know, shine this year. And, and some people might. Um, take uh, that gold and silver and put it into assets that they think are cheap and that they think they can produce more income from. That That's the whole trick. Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of like um, uh, just more signs as to why metals will eventually be revealed as the ultimate safe haven asset just because it, it is money in and of itself. But uh, the exponential nature of the debt. Uh, I wanted to, because I don't think you, we talked about it before we went on air, but just at this current trajectory of debt, where, we, where we're looking at and where the forecast may take us. And I want to share with you this little quick graph here, just talking about the current debt load. And then this from Zero Head the other day, and it gave just some short figures that are decreasing. So it says four years ago, we were at 24 trillion. Two years after we hit 30 trillion. And then three months after we hit 33 trillion, we hit 34 trillion. And so it's basically saying we're heading exponential. And then as that very same article that you were referring to, uh, talks about looking ahead, the debt will skyrocket to the treasuries, expects to borrow nearly 1 trillion more by the end of this March, which will make it 35 trillion. And so you mentioned that, you know, at this current trajectory, every quarter could be a trillion or so. So by the end of this year, we could be at uh, what, 30, was that 37, 38 trillion? 38 yeah and the yeah the if the debt grows faster than uh the the bond yields go down <laughs> you know uh, the it won't make much difference let's say bond yields go down from 4 to 375 but the debt <laughs> you know goes up by 4 trillion it's not going to make much difference to the treasury their interest expense are going to keep going up and i think uh the, that article also mentions uh, that um, in 2020, they forecast that the debt would hit 34 trillion in 2029. And here we are five years earlier. So a lot of these projections as well from the CBO, they do not account for recessions, financial crises, or wars. So I, I think it's gonna get, I think from now until 2030, there's gonna be a lot of turbulence yeah. And speaking of which, um, so so at, w at what point uh, via either the figures or just looking at the graphs themselves, do would we say that the U.S. is possibly on the pathway towards those Weimar Republic? Like I've seen some graphs where people adjust it to make it look like them boys just shooting straight up in red. And so uh, to piggyback on that, I want to share that little visual aid that was at the bottom of that previous graph, but this is just a something some, someone put together, but it says, we're still waiting to for someone, anyone to explain how this works. And it just shows the the US debt literally going like that Weimar type of those figures here. 
straight up. And then, of course, GDP here is just, you know, mildly, just slowly but surely growing. However, of course, yeah. you highlighted how they calculate it and what they use to calculate it. But the the the, the, the divergence there, like just yeah. one going up, one going completely up, another one going mildly. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, you having a job and, uh, you know, you're earning, uh, let's say, a hundred thousand dollars and you borrow a million and then five years later you you you're up to one and a half million borrowing and your income is only going up to a hundred and one thousand you know there's going to be a point where you can't afford that debt anymore and i guess what you can't print but governments will print and but at one point investors are just going to lose faith and confidence and uh, that can happen very quickly you know it's like the old uh, hemingway quote how did you go broke <laughs> he said gradually and then you know, uh, suddenly. Yeah. Um, uh, let's acknowledge a super chat here. Let me bring this up here. Great question. PM Galleria says, uh, how many can hold on when metals, uh, when metal prices and dollars move down or sideways for the next few years while prices of things rise? Peaceful, peaceful confiscation by hyperstagflation with hyperinflation. Whoa. Yeah, I, I think I get this question. You yeah. know, this has been happening for the last four years, you could argue, because gold and silver have gone sideways. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's tough, you know, especially if uh, you lose uh, a lot of your income, you might have to to sell gold and silver to as an emergency. Yeah, but that's uh, that's what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to they don't want the general public to do well. So they, they try to. Uh, you know, uh, keep things going in the fiat world. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's why gold and silver, a, a lot of times for years, they stay, they don't go anywhere and all of a sudden they shoot up. And by that time, mm -hmm. a lot of people have given up. Uh, and that's how they kind of uh, manage the market or manipulated because yeah. uh, they want people in the, in the fiat, uh, you know, uh, fiat you know uh, boiling pot pot, yeah. pot of water they don't want people safe they want people uh uh on the titanic they don't want them jumping into the lifeboats yeah and to speak on that further about um the current percentage of holders of sound money are is so small that if, if it was a prolonged time of just this continuous you know, just nothing is happening in the metals markets I could see how, like it, it, it further plays into their, their, um, their, their game of trying to make this thing just extend it as long as they can. Just because yes. people already don't hold a lot of metals anyway, so by the time the prices are exposed for what they should be, then at that point, you know, like what will their people have left to even try to barter with it or something like that? So um, that's a good point there to be brought up. So importance of keeping your cash flow is as strong as, as you can so that you won't have to dip into your emergency stash, your insurance on that fiat currency. So that's the trick of the century that I guess we're all going to be uh, introduced to and have to learn how to navigate. Because once again, we're in un uncharted waters. It hasn't, uh, the, the world hasn't seen all at the same time. So you're not alone at that for sure. Um, all right, so let me go. I see a lot of thoughts out there in the chat. Let's keep let's keep it moving. Let's get to yeah. Some, maybe you uh, could look at uh, that. China right. seems to be inflating things as well. You sent me something about China. Yep. Let me grab it. Let me grab it. Let me grab it. Okay. Yeah. So this is from Mr. Tavi. Uh, let me grab this. I'm gonna bring it on the screen real quick. 
so yeah, uh, Tybee posted this today talking about China's debt issue. And then, of course, their balance sheet basically saying that they're in uncharted waters as well. It says uh, global fiat debasement. It says China's central bank assets have surged by nearly $600 billion in the last four months. In yuan terms, this was the largest four-month increase in the history of the data. The issue of the bloated government's deficit and significant debt is not exclusive to the U.S. It resonates globally. So uh, China is yeah, having I mean, issues. Yeah. Maybe that's why gold has you know, done well, despite the fact that uh, you know, rates are quite high. You know, mm -hmm. China China's printing money. And, and some people might argue, well, you've been talking about BRICS and their currency. Yes, um, you know, uh, they might back their trade settlement with gold, but it doesn't mean to say they won't keep inflating. The reason we talk so much about BRICS is because it means that they're not going to hold as many dollars. And I think that's what people in the U.S. and in the U.K. need to know. Right, right. And to, to speak about the BRICS and their expansion, you know, to me, what that signals is that uh, an alternative has already been put in place. And that alternative has become even clearer. And it's simply them using their currencies amongst themselves as a start. As you mentioned even earlier, the dollar is going to be around. It's not going nowhere. It's still going to be used, but used less and less. Therefore, the role of local currencies will become that alternative that they will run to. Because if they're doing business amongst themselves, those 10 nations will begin they're ramping up their trade. They're not using USD no more, more most likely. So here's an interesting article here. Just talks more about um, what the Iran has suggested literally days or a day or two or so after having been inducted or in introduced as a BRICS member, they're aimed to use joint currency with other BRIC nations. And unfortunately, uh, even you mentioned it, that, you know, th this came out, I think 24 hours ago. And then the next day, an unfortunate event occurred within that country. Not sure if there's anything to do with it directly, but it's <laughs> one of the things where whenever someone comes out bashing the dollar, unfortunately bad things happen to them somehow, some capacity as like a, as like a, a lesson to be learned or something, whatever. So like with Saddam Hussein and uh, Gaddafi, Gaddafi, correct. What and I would say about that joint currency, yeah. I mean, that would take many years, I think, because, you know, the euro is a joint currency, but they they started working on it in the 70s, really, you know, after Nixon closed the gold window. And then they developed the European Monetary Union and they kept, uh, you know, the European currencies within a basket, uh, uh, like within a band versus the Deutschmark, because the Deutschmark was the major currency. Yeah. And then they uh, issued this European currency unit. And then eventually they converge, you know, the bond markets converge because if uh, uh, bond markets within the BRICS, you know, government bond markets are very diverse, it won't work. So I would say this is going to take a long time, this mm -hmm. project uh, for joint currency. It could be 10, 15 years yeah. if, it, if it works. Yeah, if it works, that's a, good, that's a key point there. And so in the meantime, uh, one of the primary points of this was we're interested in creating a unified currency, but then it talks about by using national currencies, the process of eliminating the use of the dollar in commercial exchanges begins, and we are interested in continuing this process. So, um, so the, the goal would be a unified, but at this current moment, continuing using national currencies is the process. And the yeah. whole point was eliminating the dollar. And this initial article is copied from this Sputnik link 
And mm. so if I go to that subordinate link here, this came out in, you know, some Middle, Middle Eastern source, but came out in Arabic. And so if I refresh it and get the option of converting it to English, it's, <laughs> it, it reads a little different. <laughs> and so I'll, it'll show up in one second, hopefully. Well, there but it says here. Iran interested in creating a unified currency for BRICS and abolishing the use of the dollar in the group. Yeah. So abolishing is a much stronger term yeah. other than just dialing back. Yeah, and it's a shame. Holding her hand. Go, go ahead. No, it's a shame because, you know, uh, well, it's a shame, but at the same time, it's understandable because, you know, when you get the privilege of having the major reserve currency, you abuse it. And that's what the U.S. has done. They've abused it, not just by printing and borrowing too much of it, but also lately of using it as a political weapon. So it's not surprising these countries want to uh, use the dollar as little as possible. But the people who are going to lose out are Americans. And, um, of course, the pol political class in the U.S. is not going to talk about what we're talking about. They're just going to blame, <laughs> you know, uh, rising oil prices, or here in the UK, they blame uh, the the rise in holiday packages. You know, the price of holidays for inflation. They blame the consequence. They're gonna not gonna say, oh, it's because we uh, pissed off the foreigners and they don't want to use our currency anymore. So there's no demand for it. But that's what it will be, and I think we're feeling that already uh, in the US. You're feeling it, uh, yeah. you know, better than I do. But I think. Uh, you know the 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 working you know regular working person is feeling a lot more here as well. Mm -hmm. You know you have people here who uh, families that both husband and wife work, and they can't, they have to go to food banks because they can't afford to you know they have to feed their children and they will go without a dinner because they it's and that's all part of this. Right, right, and, and the thing that's real life is is what baffles me. Just because I, I I can't I can't wrap my head around it. Just because everybody in my circle and everybody I know, you know, are, are not talking about how dire things are, but they're noticing uh, that you know cutting back on certain things. And one of the most outrageous things that has caught my attention is the amount of complaints that people are not even eating fast food anymore. Because certain, you know, combo meals are closer to twenty dollars now, depending on where you go. And I'm thinking, like, the fact that you eat that anyway is like was of concern. So there's, they're 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 being more uh, selective and restrictive with their diets now, yeah. on top of not being able to get to whole meals. I mean, that's you know, in a way, that's troubling because uh, really good food to eat is probably even more expensive. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if junk food is that expensive, that that's a problem. Right, right. A hundred percent. And uh, OK, let's keep it moving right along. Um, just into more like I just got some articles up here talking about, you know, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Egypt and Iran formally joined the BRIC. And so now that they're a 10 block union, you know, and one thing that stands out to me is that when I see those countries, I just think oil. <laughs> I just think like they're literally cornering the oil market on top of all the other things happening. Uh, you know in the energy sector and I, I just i just believe that now that this upcoming year or this year 2024 the uh the controlling chairman or whatever is now going to be back to russia so this upcoming event i think is going to be in russia and i think you know we talked last year about last august the possibility of there being an announcement of a currency yada 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 nothing came about from it but clearly they're making progress towards that but you know how do you think 
in your opinion, this 10 block union that is heavily oil energy, energy rich, you know, what, what type of, what type of position are they in now as the head honchos in the oil industry when it comes to the whole petrodollar system that is no longer, I think, uh, a, a real threat. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. The petrodollar is really going away. Uh, and it's not only oil that they have. Uh, they have a lot of, com- you know, agricultural commodities, yeah. uh, mineral, rare earth minerals. So uh, back in the early 70s, uh, the secretary of the Treasury, John Connolly, he was the guy who rode in the uh, limo <laughs> with JFK. And uh, he, he said at a meeting of, uh, you know, finance ministers, secretary of the treasuries uh, in Rome, um, he said to the his counterparts of the G7, you know, the dollar is our currency, but it's your problem, <laughs> you know, and now it's the other way around. Um, you know, you want commodities? Well, that's your problem. You know, there, there are commodities, you know, you're going to ha- basically saying, you're going to have to pay in our current in our currencies for it. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to accept dollars anymore. So all the basic necessity, a lot necessities of life and uh, also the raw materials to build infrastructure, it's going to become more and more expensive. And with the world uh, globalization really breaking apart, you know, uh, we're going to struggle in the West. Yeah. Ah, man, man, man. Nothing good about oh, that. The other thing, Mike, is that in the West, you know, we're so much into this uh, climate change uh, religion that people don't want to, uh, you know, dig for coal or oil or build mm-hmm. factories anymore. I, I don't understand how they expect uh, the West to survive, you know, <laughs> but people like China, yeah, they're building a lot of uh, electric vehicles, but there's there's still... Uh, building coal factories, you know, the coal, everything, you know, using oil, they're being, they're using everything while we are trying to stop, you know, using, um, you know, because I don't think oil and gas are going to go away anytime soon because they're still too important. And diesel, you know, diesel is so important for transportation. Yeah. And, and on top of that, I think a lot of the propaganda surrounding the whole climate agenda has more to do with the, the, the commercialization and financialization of that sector and using it for whatever they're going to spin off of it. You know, debt issuance, bond, token bonds, you know, credit scores and credit, whatever, whatever. So they're trying to financialize that sector. And it's unfortunate it's going to work in the West until it doesn't just because the rest of the world, as you mentioned before, I think globalization is increasing. As those brick bricks units come together and trade amongst themselves, continue to grow, a lot of Africa is going to be brought online <laughs> in the next uh, decade or so, in reference to being able to participate in, in in using that energy. So, oil and gas is yeah, it's not going nowhere no time soon. Uh, another super chat here to acknowledge uh, from PM is appreciate your message by accepting reserve status. The U.S. had no choice but to inflate. They had to know by design we would implode by. Buy canned goods, Mario. <laughs> Tuna. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, they knew the agenda. And I think a lot of this transition to digital was also part of their plan as well, because they knew at some point they couldn't get along. They couldn't continue to use the the the, the fiat Ponzi scheme in and of itself, i.e. bond issuance and all the other, con- you know, the, the, the very uh, confusing 
monetary plumbing, as I call it, uh, would definitely need to be rebranded. So mm. that's why they're trying to tokenize the equities market, tokenize real estate, tokenize the bond market. token. You know, so, so, yeah, I'm sure they knew that. They knew what was going on. Um, okay, what else we got going here? Get a couple more articles, then we'll open up some questions and thoughts and ideas. Uh, I, I'm I'm curious, Mario. This this wasn't something I discussed before, but there's an abdication process going on in Europe with the uh, the Danish the Danish Queen. Oh yeah, talking about abdicating the throne out of the out of the blue. Then there's rumors of King Charles. Also, rumors talking about it is 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 that just a Western propaganda media tool or? I, I don't know. I, I saw a guy on Twitter t- uh, mentioning that, but there's it's just speculation. I, I'm not sure. I mean, the Queen of uh, Denmark, she abdicated, I think, uh, because uh, the heir to the throne, her son, was having an affair with uh, another woman. You know, he's married. Uh-huh. And, uh, that was a problem. So I think she thinks that by abdicating and him becoming king, you know, he'll have to shape up and not, ha- you know, stop. I think that's what what it was about. Okay, and okay. she was 82 or 83. So it was only Queen Elizabeth who, who stayed on to almost she was 100. But, right, you know, right. I, I guess a, a king and a queen, you know, they're king and queen till they die. But if they get old and they can't function. But King Charles, you never know. It's possible. Apparently, uh, Nostradamus uh, predicted that he would abdicate. But <laughs> <laughs> there, there is that story, you know. They they said that he, he did. But, you know, and maybe because people might not be happy with, because he's politis- he's not supposed to be political, the monarch in the U.K., and mm-hmm. he's very pro this climate change agenda. So that might be, uh, you know, something that might not help him. Okay. Okay. I was just wondering, cause it came to mind. I was trying to formulate some thoughts around it. And, and also, cause on this side, we have the whole Epstein list and all that stuff and mm-hmm. all the names, Prince. And I mean, all the people we've been maybe, talking, they, yeah. we've been known about Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe King Charles did. I, I'm not sure if he's related to um, Epstein or Epstein. Uh, but his brother definitely uh, was. Mm-hmm. But if it's found out that he went to that island, uh, that could be a big problem for him. For, yeah. for the king. I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying. Right, 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 right. I, I, just off pure speculation, I imagine anybody that's a part of that circle of higher echelons of society, quote unquote, uh, they all know or probably pass through. Not that particular island, but there's various islands that do. <laughs> God forbidden things. But anyway, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's get us the Q&A there because I got some just some general questions. You know, more of the same here. It's just a little headline here. I, I sent this to you about the ECB mm. conducting a mock cyber attack at 109 banks. And so this, uh, if you click on this initial source here, it takes you to the bank, banking supervision and .europe.eu official documentation mm talking about an ECB stress test for banks. And I'm like, okay, why more of these drills that somehow some way end up becoming reality? Event 21, yeah. you yeah. name it. So uh, are, they, so are, they, are they preparing the, for something too? Anyway, go ahead. Have you seen uh, on Netflix a, a movie called Leave the World Behind? I mean, uh, Mario, I've been talking about, really, that's been a big talk on this side. Yeah. Of I mean, and, and the producers of that are, uh, Barack and Michael Obama. So yeah, 
you oh, know, uh, Michelle, sorry, I meant Michelle. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, anyway, I read this, this uh, stress testing. Yeah, they're saying they're not trying to prevent it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the ECB, they're just trying to react to it. So they don't care trying to prevent cyber attacks. They just want the banks to react to it. It's a bit like Greenspan. He said, I don't care if there is a, a bubble, as long as if it bursts, we, you know, we throw everything at it to, to stop the, you know, stop it hurting things. Right, so right. I like to say, you got to regather the air <laughs> to contain yeah, some of the yeah. air from the bubble. So it does. Anyway. But like you said, you know, this cyber pandemic, the first guy to mention was Klaus Schwab a couple of years mm -hmm. ago. And now it's becoming, you know, in the public uh, conscience. And uh, <laughs> to me, it seems like they're going to use that as an excuse. They're going to blame, of course, uh, Mr. Putin because he's so omnipotent, <laughs> you know, for it. He can do anything he wants. And, uh, yeah, and that could be a way to uh, take all your assets, you know, in the system, you know, the great taking. Yeah. So all of these events we talked about from the unsustainable debt to becoming an exponential problem that is unsolvable. They know that. So clearly they've prepared and made things, uh, laid the foundation for such events as cyber events and whatever else to come. And of course, war is always on the table. The Middle East is still a hotbed right now. So there's always, always going to be something to talk about in the form yeah. of uh, a distraction. And Mike, it's interesting, up. isn't it? Because a lot of the people who follow the Bible and like mm -hmm. Pony, for example, he talks about the Moses, Moses and the Red Sea moment. And mm -hmm. it's uh, ironic that now there's a lot of trouble in the Red Sea with uh, the Houthis, you know, in Yemen. And they're yeah. blocking the whole, uh, apparently 12% of global shipping goes through there. Uh, yeah. And uh, someone put a map of the world where they show ships going. And there's no ships going through there. It's interesting, isn't it, that a few thousand years later, the, that part of the world is still a problem. It is going to be a problem until the messiah returns unfortunately and most people don't you know see it as that way but that little plot of land known as israel and that city called jerusalem is the most sought after land on the face of the earth in my opinion so um yeah it's it's going to be problematic that's weird isn't it? Because, because it's mostly a desert <laughs> right 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 and there's something about that that goes back yeah. millennial just centuries on centuries on centuries of just so it's just no coincidence that land is just happened to be a hot piece of real estate mm, yeah. <laughs> a hot piece of real estate anyway let's get to some q a man uh feel free to throw out some thoughts ideas suggestions uh let's chat uh highlight at medical 64 or at rtd so it stands out and then we can share our two cents on it what do you guys want to touch on let's have at it um let's see what's going on so yeah um uh, so Tricky Dicky says BlackRock controls all the government. So there's, of course, another interesting distraction out here in the monetary financial world is the whole BlackRock Bitcoin ETF and the yeah. SEC having several meetings with all the applicants over the last couple of days. And I guess tomorrow there's a speculation that there's going to be an announcement. And so, man, people, man, oh, man, just Dutch uh, libertarian has a question. How yeah, much? Is there a way to calculate how much silver and gold we need for the upcoming event? Well, I think it depends on your circumstance and how you live. 
You know, if you're a, a jet setter, profligate, <laughs> you're going to need a lot of it. If you live within your means, you know, you're going to need less. You just, it's just simple. It, it's just like asking how much money am I going to need, you know, to survive the uh, troubled times. That's the way I look at it. But there's no uh, equation or calculation. What do you think? Ah, there's nothing official. I've been pondering this for quite some time now. And as, because I look at gold and silver as an insurance policy, I look at it similar to owning, a, you know, your home insurance, home owners and policy to where, you know, you pay a certain premium annually or, you know, however you got to set up. But then again, the coverage is for like 10 times your 10 times your, you know, to replace your house if it's burnt down. So say $300,000 house, you know, they'll give you how many or the, the figures on the figures using the insurance game for housing is something I've played around with in, re, in relation to the quantity of gold in, in comparison to silver. So gold, you'll need less of because of it dollar term wise costing more, whereas in, you'll need more ounceage in silver because of it not being you know, yeah. worth it like dollar term. So if the gold to silver ratio was to go back to norm of one to 15 ish, then calculating the amount of gold you would need would be less than silver. And if it went to one to one, then at that point, silver would be that much more favorable on just replacing your lifestyle in general mm. as far as your day-to-day expenditure. So those yeah. are just things I play around with, but no exact number because everybody's situation is different. But I just look at, you know, having say if you had 10 ounces of gold would serve you um, very well in comparison to say what, you know, a, a thousand ounces of silver or, so, or something like or something like that. Playing with some figures on yeah. just stuff. So yeah, there's uh, another question from MJQ at Monaco 64. If central banks are accumulating large sums of gold, where are they getting it from? Well, uh, I think they're getting it from some other central banks that, you know, might be selling a bit. Uh, but net net, central banks are buying more than they're selling. They could be getting it from people who, uh, you know, like retail investors who have, you know, maybe bought it at fourteen hundred or fifteen hundred, and now they want to cash in. People, uh, you know, who might need it for an emergency, mm-hmm. uh, they can they can be buying as well from the big gold producers. You know, they you know like Newmont, Barrick, and and others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's who they're buying it from, in my opinion. Have you got any other views, Mike? Uh, I was actually reading something else. Forgive me. Uh, yeah. If, if, if accumulating large amounts of gold, where are they getting it from? Yeah, that, that's, that's a great point there. And I'd imagine, um, because we don't know the official amount of gold that's already above ground that has been in vaults for centuries, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, we'll never get the true figure. So where is the most recent, um, metals coming from? I would also mentioned a lot of the, the the companies you referenced the miners you mentioned and also like the continent of africa is 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 untapped in comparison Good to point. what like and, you know yeah reach, reachable like it's yeah. a lot of reachable gold in africa right now that there's China lot, yeah there's a lot of artisanal uh miners you know just uh one man two men bands you know getting gold out of the uh the rivers in africa you know mm-hmm. so it all adds up and i think uh the, the Russians are big gold producers and, and they're keeping that and uh, probably sell, selling it to uh, China or other mm-hmm. countries as well. 
Yeah. It's good to say gold is moving. Gold is trading, changing vaults right now. I would imagine amongst the Eastern hemisphere, the BRICS nations, whatnot, like they're, they're collaborating and working on a lot of things on how to definitely get their weight up together. Cause they know I'd imagine to, you know, one thing, when things blow through to reestablish trust, you're going to have to bring something to the table, i.e. tangible gold. Anyway, go ahead. There's a um, comment there for you uh, from who's a Jew three, one, three. That's a Jew 313. <laughs> forgive me. Let me find you. What was it? Said? Let me see. Uh, says, uh, Jerusalem is here, Mike. <laughs> Jerusalem is here. Um, okay. <laughs> Elaborate on that. <laughs> like, I, so some people go extremely deep, like, be like extremely philosophical with terms <laughs> like that, of which I'm like, ah, is it, is, is it salvation dependent or not? If it's not, then like, you know, we can talk further on that. Yeah. LBP. He says, <laughs> The, the central banks are buying gold from Miles Franklin. <laughs> Andy Shackman. Yeah, he's very and he's very and he's busy now, man. He's out there big time. Big yeah, time. he's been with Bo Pony a few times, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Like he's really, really, you know, hounding the brick situation and uh yeah. precious metal. So hey, more power to him. Uh LBP says, Why is everyone calling for a housing crash? Never happens during hyperinflation. Hmm. Good point there. Um, I think it has to do with the, especially here in, the, in in America, like how the sudden change in geographical location because of the, you know, the the, the health situations where the shift around the country, certain prices shot up because people leaving California. So you got the distortions in the extremely liberal states comparison to people running to the more conservative states causing price fluctuations on top of just the, 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 the 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 alleged uh what you call it the the my uh, not the miners but the the home builders reports out here of how the debt load is becoming problematic for builders so they're needing to sell off they need to sell more houses and having having issues raising uh debt for building new houses so you got all those factors in there which makes the housing market appear to be very unstable because at this current moment depending on where you're moving to it's it's not affordable for your average person so that's why I would I would trigger attribute that to the whole idea of a housing crash, more so corrections, you know, mm. throughout the country, certain spots. Um, there's a question from RB. That's an interesting question here. All right, let me grab it. Go ahead. Let me. Okay, forgive me, Mario. It says, "Hey, Mario, buy gold or pay off two percent fixed uh, rate mortgage only. Sixty k left. Thanks." Yeah, I mean, if you already have gold, I would say and silver. And you've got a, a mortgage that's fixed at two percent. I, I think that's pretty good um, to keep that because you're actually getting paid, uh, you know, on that mortgage rate. Because with uh, inflation a lot higher, you know, it's riding off uh, your debt. Um, and if you're comfortable with uh, being able to service that mortgage, I would keep it. Uh, but also try to buy some more gold and silver at the same time what do you think Good mike point. uh i would agree like if you have a if you're locked in at something favorable was a two percent i would definitely like uh and and that's that's the whole like you know people say you know like some people want to run up debt but then again if you already have things out and it's fixed and you ain't got to worry about it i would just focus on more so accumulating you know metals as best i can and also trying to start other ventures that might increase your cash flow even more so let the debt erode itself away just because they're going to inflate it away so mm. i wouldn't take my i would take my energy and time to try to pay down something that i know that they're going to continue to 
run to the races with. So that's just my two cents. Um, I had a thought. Uh, what my th- I forgot what it was. Uh, what else we got here? It says Trial Legend says why not premium silver coins? Now there doesn't seem to be premiums now. Um, yeah, like what's the premiums looking like in your neck of the woods? Like I noticed that they have come down slightly on our side. Not sure exactly why, but yeah. I mean they have come off a bit. You know they fluctuate uh, premiums. So um, yeah, there. I I think maybe because there's a i think retail is selling uh, uh you know especially here what i hear from you know gold investments for example a lot of people have been selling their gold um is that a bad sign i don't think so because you know usually people retail people buy when it's too high and they sell when it's too low and i think maybe that's why the premiums are coming off maybe people are tired of holding on you know to gold and silver and they're selling more of it uh, yeah. It's only the diehard, you know, stackers like Q and I and others that are holding on to it. But I, I think they'll be sorry, you know, for it. unless they, of course, have an emergency and they need to do it. Right. In that case, the the uh, Brett, the where's Mario? You in in the yeah. UK? Oh, in, in the, the UK, UK. London, London, yeah. Uh, what else? Here? Any other questions? It says about a mortgage. Uh, what if the great taking happens? And you can't just pay off your mortgage. Will you lose your house? What if banks are closed? Can you pay your mortgage with cash? How would it work? Well, we go. Go the guy who wrote the book, he said, uh, if you have, uh, even if you have a small mortgage, you know, they could take your house uh, the, the, uh, under, a great, under, under a great taking scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why... I, you know, I paid off my mortgage when I could, you know, I know that uh, in this current system, uh, having that, you know, long term, if you can keep it, it is a good way to leverage and, and to get more, more capital gains. But um, you, you got to be careful. It's a, a two, uh, two edged, you know, it, it's a, it's a tricky uh, thing because. Right. If that's what he said, if you, if your uh, house uh, doesn't have a mortgage, you don't have to worry about anything. But if it does have a mortgage and they do a great taking scenario, yeah, they could BlackRock uh, or your lender could come and uh, confiscate it. Right. And then also factor in whether you have the debt or not locally, like you have to pay your property taxes. So and all and all the other eventual taxes that might come about. So if you don't pay those, then ultimately you're going to forfeit forfeit ownership of that property as well. So unfortunately, you'll never really own anything in this life. You only get to use it. But then again, you want to have that sense of security that you can at least not have it taken from you directly. But then again, in the midst of a chaos, law, I mean, law, I mean, just, ah, yeah, like trusting your government to Stick with the law that's designed to protect you. It's not going to be too likely. <laughs> yeah. Here in the UK, it might be a little different. I mean, in the US, they can repossess your home. I'm mm-hmm. not sure they can do that here, what the rule rules are. It might be a little different. So it yeah. might not impact people as much, a, a great taking. But yeah. don't take my, you know, do do your research. Right, officially, 100%. That's where it's like, you know, we're entering into uncharted waters. Therefore, 
there's no clear cut answer to any direct question that uh, you're gonna you can ask because nobody knows. Nobody's lived through yeah. something of this magnitude. Who's the uh, Jews asking? <laughs> uh, Benedict Arnold. Uh, I, I don't think people talk much about him here. Uh, as uh -huh. for George Washington, I, I don't think they consider him a war criminal and deserter. Uh, there's a statue of him in uh, central London. So, yeah. I, I saw a video. I'm not sure if it's official or whatnot, but it was very convincing about how all the current presidents can be traced back, whether it be through the mail or the mail of mom or dad, back to king somebody in six in 1590 or something like or can be traced back yeah i've heard of that yeah you know I, so I went to uh sorry to interrupt you i, I went to the bank of england uh, museum there's a museum at uh, in the, at the bank of england a few years mm -hmm. ago and, and uh there is a ladder in a frame old ladder and mm -hmm. it was uh, a ladder to george washington uh notifying him of a dividend that he got from he was a shareholder of the Bank of England. And the reason why he was a shareholder is that his wife, uh, Martha Washington, she was married to Custis and she became a widow. And then uh, he, when George Washington married her, he took over all her property and he, her husband had shares at the Bank of England. So he, he also had, you know, he became the benefit, the owner of those shares. So yeah, it's interesting that George Washington was getting paid a, a dividend by the Bank of England. I'm not sure if it was during the uh, Revolutionary War or before. I, I didn't check the date, but maybe I should go there again and check. But yeah, no, George Washington. You know, the English don't. I, I think they they don't consider. Uh, you know the um, the uh, you know. Benjamin Franklin, Washington, or Jefferson war criminals. They're just, uh, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just, uh, yeah, like just that, that. revolutionaries that, you know, they, they won the war fair and square, and that's it. You know, they, yeah. they, there's a Treaty of Paris, I think, 1783, isn't it? Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, we have a war criminal in Britain. Oh, yeah, that, that too. I, I, you could add also Boris Johnson to that because he uh, oh. stopped the uh, Russians from and the Ukrainians. They're going to negotiate a peace in April of 2022. And he mm -hmm. flew to uh, Ukraine te to tell Zelensky not to do it. Yep, so you could worry. argue you know, that the hundreds of thousands of people that have died since then is it, because of Boris Johnson as well. Yeah. It's unfortunate that in the midst of all this monetary chaos, governments can't afford peace. Peace costs peace costs them too much, so they need chaos. Yeah, yeah, and it's good business for the big uh, corporations. Uh huh. There, which which are their backers and supporters for their uh, mm. uh, reelection process. Scratch so, my back, and I'll scratch yours. Exactly. When I'm done, I'll just join a board and be a consultant. Oh yeah, and or I'll, pay for, and I'll write a book. Or like Boris Johnson, he'll make speeches and for half an hour and make uh, three hundred thousand dollars. You know. Hey, I guess it's a great trade-off if you're in that line of work. <laughs> hey, criminal man, but that's the world we're living in. Um, all right, we have fifty-five minutes. Mariano, see any more questions? Let's get ready to dial back. Um, so we have we're first month of twenty twenty-four. Just looking ahead, first 
thoughts come to your mind? What do you anticipate? What do you expect? And yeah. what uh, will the world be should be looking out for this upcoming year? Let's do some early projections. I, I think uh, the uh, markets and investors are too complacent about uh, price, you know, rising prices and interest rates. I think uh, a lot of people on Wall Street expect interest rates to go down a lot more than they will. And uh, I guess tomorrow as well, you know, we're going to have the, the first big uh, non-farm payroll or jobs data. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's going to be interesting to see, yeah. you know, if it's a really weak number, it could, uh, yeah, it could set things uh, off a little bit. But uh, I think the, the only certainty that we have, and I've said that before, is that they're going to keep trying to inflate away. And that's why you have to have uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, hard assets and gold and silver, especially. Yeah, I agree. I think I think for some reason, like March time frame, uh, we got the the BTF, BTPS, BTF, BTFP. Correct. That situation where they extended, rebranded, kicked the can down the world, which is going to expose more of how. Um, problematic, you know, is the problems that are happening within the banking sector. And on top of that, just a regular treasury issuance moving forward, like it's going to continue to grow. Then again, like the world won't be showing up. So how will they cover that up? So it's just you know, more things I think will definitely yeah. keep our attention. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, uh, I don't know if you've seen this uh, back in 2020, the IMF, uh, I think it was the IMF or the World Bank, one of those, they published this COVID preparedness program. And they said it was going to start in March 2020 mm-hmm. and uh, end in uh, the end uh, in April 2025. So I, I think, uh, yeah, not only um, are we going to see topsy-turvy interest rates, but uh, I think we could see some other kind of crisis, you know, a cyber pandemic. That seems to be the next one. Yeah, yeah. So we'll always have something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hey, man! I hope I thank everybody for tuning in to a Thursday edition. Didn't do Friday just due to schedule, to whatever, whatever. But uh, yeah, happy New Year, everybody! Hope everyone had a great transition to this new year. Wishing you blessings and prosperity and everything in between. Continue to keep your ears open, ears open, eyes attentive to things in front of you. Stay prayed up and uh, enjoy the process. Enjoy life, man, because you're still breathing. Then, therefore, there's something for you to accomplish in this life. So let's get it done this year, people. Yeah. Uh, All right, man. Well, everybody be blessed, be safe. We'll see you guys later. Peace.